This week's episode is brought to you by Training Montages. Want to get good at whatever sport you're doing but don't have a lot of time? Well, at Training Montages, you can do a lot in a little. Training Montages. Because Rocky Balboa had to get good sometime. I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And today we're talking about... What are we talking about? Uh, You know, how to get good. How to get good. Well, not how do people get good, but how do clans get good. How do clans get good. And uh, the the main inspiration for this was the new Oracle Think Tank stride they revealed a few days ago, which uh, has made the clan go from, like, D- to C+, B-, which... That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> this card alone might make the clan playable. Like, obvious, like, well, I think this combined with that grade two that they got, the one that uh, get GB2 gains 1K for each card in your hand. Yeah, but I mean, like, the whole thing where you're making rear guards GB2 is not a limitation anymore because everything flips now. So Right, well, that's not true. Narakami is still lacking a first stride that matters, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> they'll get it, I think, I hope. <laughs> But uh, they still have things to reveal. Oh, if you're first riding voltage, you're probably still making a mistake. Even rushing GB8 for closer is not worth it anyway. Yeah. So, um, but the the skill for Stillwater, well, the first skill is you per, persona flip itself, a uh, counter blast one, soul blast one, persona flip, right? And you draw two cards. Yes, just draw two cards. She's a walking pot of greed, basically. And the other one is a GB3 yeah. effect, unflip anything. For the turn, your opponent cannot guard with grade zeros from hand or G-Guardians. Yeah, so this is way fucking better than anything they've had up until this point. This is kind of what I expected the GB8 to be, and then it it wasn't. (laughs) I mean, I get the feeling it was just the, like, that there was enough uproar from... You know, OTT players where they're just like, "All right, Jesus, we'll there give are it no to you." There's no OTT players. There's root beer. <laughs> Hi, root beer. Um, Questionable. Okay, so <laughs> what, what I like most about this card yeah. is it, it. So everyone complains about Oracle, like you need to make, like maintain this thing, right? Yeah. But this card not only has a way to obtain Oracle in the draw two, and the stride skill will kind of keep you at parity while paying for costs. Yeah. Um, but also the. Um, these, but also has you know a huge benefit for the Oracle ability. So once you re- meet Oracle, you have an ability where you just for the turn your opponent can't guard with zeros or G guards. Yeah, and this is like pretty insane. It's not just her too. Your rear guards work this way also. Which right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. For the turn. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, like, could have just been her. Look, the 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 point is OTT has a lot of unhit abilities too. So this just made them a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. Like, th- there was that new guy, Elite Heath, or whatever, that he's, uh, when, when he hits, you kill him off, draw two cards, and then if you had six or more after that, you Soul Charge, Counter Charge. Um, apparently Soul matters now, so that's cool. Uh, I mean, I have an issue with kind of trading off my rear guards for random cards, because yeah, those random true. cards could be triggers, and yeah. you then can't make a field. That's true. But, you know, that's... We'll see how that goes. Yeah, uh, I have a bigger issue trading off boosters because boosters are much more rare this day and age. Yeah, or at least like um, you can't like back in ye olden days of Vanguard, you played like four PGs and the rest of your grade ones, so you had like ten like effective boosters. But now that part of our grade one slots are stride fodders, we have much less effective boosters if we are expecting to pay costs for stride repeatedly. Yeah, 
So trading off a booster like the uh, the new grade one they showed was probably not great. Yeah, I mean they have that uh, the fisherman guy, where if he boosts, be, yeah if he boosts an oracle unit it's two k and then GB one if he's an oracle it's two k so he's ten k mm-hmm. booster. So yeah. I mean like that's his job, at least. Yeah, with the GB uh, with the grade two that they showed, if you have five cards in hand, AK at Oracle, he's a fourteen K attacker, so it makes an easy twenty one column. Yeah. Which is pretty annoying when your opponent can't guard with zeros or G guards. Yeah. Because that's three card guard or yeah. PG. I noticed they've like since GBT eleven, they've started doing these strides where they have a good thing to do first stride and then they have like a GB three to like incentivize using it twice or to G guard into it. Mm-hmm. So you have Flare Arms Ziegenberg, which, what what is it now? Goat Castle? That's the translation? Something like that, yeah. Goat Castle. All right, so it's Blaze, which is, uh, if you have more rear guards than your opponent when your Vanguard starts attacking, you become Blazing. Uh, it's still Soul Blast, uh, fl- flip up a copy of himself, and then choose one of your rear guards and retire it. So that's like something you can do first stride, which is meh. And then the other still is GB3, Counterblast 1. Choose the same number of cards from your hand as the number of your opponent's rear guards and discard them. At the beginning of the battle that he attacked, if it's blazing, you may pay the cost. If you do, uh, oh, sorry, end of the battle. At, uh, if you do stand this unit, you get strive minus two. So the one still fits into the other. And mm-hmm. uh, you can use Edenberg for a stride. You kind of don't want to because it seems like a waste, but uh, it is a thing you can do. And that GB3 is really good if your opponent happens to have an empty field because you just counter blast one and restand. Right. Um, and one bonus of both of these cards, actually, is that um, if you don't need to use the Persona Flip effect, you can actually get uh, three strides out of them. Yeah. Or, like, three to four. Like, and with Ziegenberg, if you're playing, you know, in certain matchups, you might be able to get, you know, all four. Yeah. Wait, uh, what, like Pale Moon or something? You don't need to... Or Grand Blue. You're not going yeah, to need so, to do that so, much. Yeah, so something where their field disappears or you're just willing to discard the one card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also another card they revealed was another uh, Chrono Fang Tiger uh, stride where it's Soul Blast, uh, flip up a card with the same name. If you have a Gear Beast heart card, so Chrono Fang, choose any number of your opponent's rear guards with the sum of their grades being less than or equal to the number of cards in your bind zone, and your opponent puts them on the bottom of his or her deck in any order. So you can do this to their starter for free. Uh, you don't yep. need to have anything. It's great. And then uh, GB3. The number of your cards in your bind zone is five or more, it gets plus 10k. Then if it's seven, it gets plus a crit. And then if it's nine or more, it gets drive plus one. So this kind of reminds me of Gilder Eye, but for your bind zone. Mm-hmm. Um, if yeah. I if I recall, it's pretty easy for them to get to six or seven, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, at least in my experience. Yeah. Like, end of first stride, like, it's pretty common for them to have just, you know, like, you know, six cards hanging around a bind zone. So second stride, you should be able to end up with the nine you need. Yeah. Plus, you, you have the... Um, the other uh, Chrono Fang Tiger stride. Rebellion. Oh, Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. So, so you have, like, multiple options now. Yeah, Rebellion cost is much heavier than this. Yeah, you got to bind one from hand, one from drop, or something like that. Uh, one from field. One from... Oh, shit. Okay, that's more. <laughs> I mean, you get quad drive out of it, but the, so can this. Yeah. Um, but I guess their first stride is probably, like, bind time or something silly anyway, so... Usually, yeah. Um, anyway, so th- I feel like this is what... Bushiroad is going to do with clans going Not forward. Time. Warp drive, whatever the the, the, the freaking what's it called? I, I don't I don't remember the name of all these cards. Sorry, <laughs> they're all. Like... I can't say I blame you. Anyway, so um, 
But like, yeah. I, I feel like this is what Bushiroad's going to do, where they're going to have like strides that do more things at different parts of the game. Because the they screwed the pooch on the whole, like, everybody gets a good first stride thing. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, so now, now they're, like, trying to make up for it. Um, yeah, um, but I don't know how much of the problem this solves. Because, like, using half of your stride's abilities, like, doesn't make a good first stride necessarily. Yeah. And it's just, like... Like, no Kagura player is going to use Ziegenberg on first stride. Like, this is never going to happen. Yeah. It, people are definitely going to start wanting to uh, G-guard first so they can do, like, the full Ziegenberg first stride, though. Yeah, the problem is, like, with the top decks, like, you know, Gears, uh, Grand Blue. Yeah. Uh, like, losing first stride to that can be really painful. Yeah. So, when you say losing first stride to Gears, do you mean, like, the... Gears losing or losing two gears? I mean, giving gears the first ride. Gotcha. Okay. Is like a really big game for them. Oh, okay. Because that 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 means that they get to apply that kind of pressure or, or apply their first ride pressure uh, very early and kind of disrupt uh, things that are going on. But uh, also if um if gears go first. You can like playing like if you're playing Kagura or something, you can just lose your starter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, depending on the uh, the deck you're playing, your starter can be very very important. Although it seems like that they've gotten more important as time goes on, because for a long time people would just run the you know check top five for a grade three because they don't have anything better. But now they got now they got the boy Conroe. The boy. Conroe is pretty amazing. Just his ability to get whatever you want, PG, utility grade one, heal trigger, you know, it's just insane. Yeah. Huh. I mean, the the more things we call the boy, the matter proof is going to be at us. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I, it's, it's just, I know, it, but it's it actually doesn't matter. Okay, fine. I'm sure he doesn't care. <laughs> I'm not sure of that at all, but I'd also, I also <laughs> just don't care. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, hmm. It it just seems like the like the the starter thing people have gotten more reliant on them. Um, mm, I think the decks that are weaker need to be more reliant on them because, I mean, they have to do something. Yeah. But the fact that Gears is a card that's just on play kill kill starter. Yeah. Is and you know Kagro has counter boss one kill starter, which is much worse of course, but uh. Yeah, it's, it's it's that you shouldn't be that reliant on your starter, and if you are, you should be able to keep it in soul until you need it, like Grand Blue. Yeah. The, um... Reliance on your starter. I'm losing my train of thought, and this is not good. God damn it. Okay, so, the other thing we were talking about was, um, or before this, you, you mentioned something about cards that are good in the broad scope of the game versus just within a clan. Yeah, so there are a lot of defense of, like, new cards. People will say, like, oh, this card is really good for blank. And there are some cards that we would never add the for blank onto. Like, for instance, Melum is not just a good... Like, everyone just says Melum is a good card. No one says Melum is a good card for Gears. Like, th this just doesn't happen. 
but when we get really medium support, like especially like subclan specific support, like um, like the uh, new Eradicator Linchu, the Great Four, yeah, uh, people are like, oh, this is really good for Eradicators, and I'm like, well, now you're just kind of, you know, changing your expectations because for this, for the sole purpose of you know, like you're saying, oh, well, Eradicators gonna, are are getting bad cards, so we're gonna comparatively this is good. But that's not really what's going to make that deck playable. I what's going to make that deck playable is just actual good cards. Yeah, but I mean, like, like if that's all you have for however many months, you're you're like fucking. I'll take anything to this. Like, people are going to want to rationalize the things given to them. Um, yeah. Well, if, if you look at other card games, like in Magic, for instance, um, like no one says like, "Oh, this is a good card for black. This is a good card for red." No one ever says these things. They just, you know, it's. Is this card, you know, medium? Is it good? Is it great? Is it excellent? Is it a bomb? You know, is you know, is it is it crap? Like, p- p- like the cards are just judged that way. Is it medium and plus game, medium minus? I mean, sure, <laughs> these <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, but in this game, people are very quick to to you know say, okay, well, the support has been crap in the past, and so this is better. This is good support comparatively, but that's not really relevant like it's not going to change how that the how like the deck's standing at all Hmm. like if you look at the dudley deck prior to gbt09 and you look at dudley caligula this is not a card that improved the deck at all right like it might have improved it like marginally but it's not improving the deck from you know a d to a d plus yeah it's like a d to a d (laughs) the dudley to a dudley plus (laughs) it's just like not not a playable deck still yeah, I mean, in theory, it seems fine. It's just like it's very paladin-y, but like, you know, that's kind of it. Yeah, but like, I think the difference is if we look at a, I don't remember the name of Ichikish- Ichikishima or whatever the goddess of Stillwater. Yeah, I'm um, just gonna call her Stillwater. It's easy. <laughs> have it have it be the band from yeah, uh, these almost famous. These names are actually impossible. Yeah, l- l- try, trying to pronounce OGT names just fucking. No, I don't. I don't have the card in front of me, so I'm yeah. just kind of vaguely remembering the syllables. G- so, Goddess of Stillwater, Ichikishima. Yeah, Ichikishima. it was pretty close. Eh, okay, whatever. <laughs> but uh, like this, no one's gonna say this is a good card for OTT. This is just a good card. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things that are gonna bring clans up, uh, up into the metagame, is and not cards like um. Not like these medium cards that like people say. Oh, this is really good for OTC. Yeah, I. That's why every time we do a clan analysis, we have the break the clan thing because you have to inherently put broken shit in there to, you know, get places. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the. Oh my god, I I am just a wreck today. Well, another example of this is like Mayhem yeah. Tiger. Like yeah. this, no one's gonna say like this is a good card for spikes. Naturally, only spikes can like meet its condition, right? Yeah. But if you put this as like blaze, <laughs> you know, same thing. Oh my like, god! It's still a good card, right? Like, yeah. While this unit is blazing, has this ability, you're just like, uh, what? <laughs> That's crazy. Like these, these, like these, like this effect is just so absurd, and no one's gonna say this is a good card for spikes. People are just aware that this card is just good. And I think that's something people should be aware of when new cards come out is saying like, is this really a good card or am I just saying it's a good card to make somebody feel better, which is not really the goal. Okay. So when people just say it's good for this clan, why, why is that limiting it? 
or like why does saying that limit its potential? Well, it's not that it limits its potential. It's that it grossly overestimates, first of all, that the deck that they're talking about even matters. Uh-huh. Like, it could be, like, let, let's just say they printed some new support, please, and please don't do this, for Dueling Dragons. <laughs> right? Like, some, some okay. actual yeah. trash deck that people just yeah. keep all constantly, or Seal Dragons, you know, something unplayable that people just constantly think about for some reason. Yeah. No matter how good of a card you make for Seal Dragons, like, you know, you could upgrade their units and whatever, like, the, the clan's still going to be ass. Or, like, the subclan's still going to be ass. Yeah. And, like, this is, like, you're saying it's good support as in it improves the deck substantially, but it doesn't. What would improve it more is just cards that are good. Yeah. Like, generic good cards would probably ha- stand to improve the deck more than, you know, medium cards of that subclan. Yeah. I got to say, though, uh, with G- with GBT-12 and what they've shown with uh, Stillwater and... I get the feeling, because they're doing Thunderstrike in this set, too. Something tells me they're going to put something decent, at least, out there. And that gives me hope for Mega Colony, too, because those three were just, like, in the worst position. Um, I mean, they've shown a bunch of shitty Eradicator cards so far. Yeah, I mean, Narukami you had Impede also, which helped them hugely. But, because that, that, like, gave birth to the Sweep Command deck and all that other stuff. But, Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely something that I'm glad Boucher had at least started listening to people. Thank God. I mean, I don't know how much we're listening to people. More uh, so that uh. I mean, they, they had like a press release where they're. If you get, if you get was, enough hate mail. If you get enough hate mail, yeah. Or or you get enough people in a podcast on opposite sides of the country making fun of them. Well, Boucher Road Southeast Asia or the English Boucher Road branch doesn't have any control over what uh, the Japanese branch prints. That's true. They're just uh, they they just listen to what the Japanese branch tells them, so yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, I've t- I've tweeted at the Japanese booster a few times. Do they the... understand you? No fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's like you're not doing anything. Nice. Well, <laughs> maybe one of them's got Google Translate. And, like they're they're vaguely uh, Google are, Translate is, uh, is pretty bad. I know. Speaking of very medium, <laughs> yeah. I I tried to get through French class with that. I got a C minus. So. Yep. So medium minus then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm trying to imagine you like as a teacher, and that's your grading scale. So like A is good, B is D, C is me. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. So if uh, the okay, so. I know that like Stillwater is a huge thing for OTT and Ziegenberg and blah, 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 blah. But what, do you think that these clans need other things to get good? And I'm talking about Narutami and OTT specifically, just because they have more reveals coming up. Um, so Narukami needs, first of all, generic ways to achieve Thunderstrike pre-GB. For basic, and, this is, and this is mostly for other archetypes. And, less, and Vanquisher can, you will usually get there. Yeah. But uh, just, you know, like, and the card doesn't just need to be that. It needs to also, like, still do something relevant. Like, the problem they've had before, and this is a problem that kind of spurred, like, Ripples and uh, Seven Runner and all the, you know, all these um, Stride Denial decks, is that they keep printing cards that either do something pre-GB or do something post-GB. Yeah. But if you feel, and the post-GB cards naturally have much more powerful effects, but, you know, if your opponent's just denying this, you know, your stride, your ability to stride, it's just like they don't, they're vanillas, they don't exist, right? Like, 
Yeah. And so they need to, in order to kind of prevent this, they need to create cards that both do something pre-GB and post-GB, which is why this grade two for OTT is very good because it has a pre-GB skill, the on-hit, along with a post-GB skill of the gaining power. Yeah. It seems like on-hits just get shittier as the game goes on. Right. And that that's, makes sense. Like, your yeah. resources become more strained because there's just more things to spend them on. Um, you're less likely to hit because your opponent's probably at a higher damage. You know, there's, there's plenty of reasons. Or your opponent has a million cards in hand because yeah. you're striding. But, uh... And... Where's I going? Um, I was going to make another comment. Another comment. About pre-GB, post-GB. But, yeah, so I think I really like that direction where they're printing cards that uh, both have um, things to do early and things to do late instead of just, oh, this is one thing to do late and that's it. Hmm. But, oh, I was going to say that OTT is also still lacking a first ride. Yeah. So that's going to be a huge deal. Like, I think they have a decent early game. It's not great, but they have things to do in the early game because they've made it so that ODT has has this ability somehow. Hmm. Uh, and this is a lot of off the uh, tr uh, Tri Dragon support. Yeah, uh, the... I mean to be fair, the Tri Dragon support was good. It was just the they had they had a lower floor to be starting from. Yeah, the rear guards in OTT are solid. It's that the strides were weak. Yeah, and like people were still playing the original Susano stride, like in you know post Tridra, and that's not a great stride. It hasn't. It's you know has an on hit and gives your field two k. It's like just not good. Yeah. Uh, on hit strides are terrible, and no one should be playing them at this point. Which is kind of the problem that also Narukami has is that they're still playing an on hit stride. You know. Well, that's out of after... necessity than anything else. But yeah. Right, but after three sets of G support, playing on hit stride is revolting. Yeah, that's true. Like even even uh, like Magic Colony has the dark face stride, which is a pretty good start ish. Um, or or if you're machinings, you have the machining stride but that's like awesome I, well i think meg colony is kind of a different animal because it's just that their gimmick sucks yeah well like any way you look at it their gimmick is just worse link joker yeah well the, the worst part is that like they were here before link joker so it's not even a oh boucher had phoned it in it's just like it, it it's the uh, prodigious younger brother who comes in and gets all the attention <laughs> and a whole but it's, it's not it's not even that they're getting like even if they didn't get all the attention like the, you know like if you just look at the gimmicks right like link joker hasn't had support in almost a year yeah and i guess the same is true with uh mega colony mega colony when was the last time they got support Let's uh this is out. technical booster two so last uh what august might have been yeah so almost a year yeah, yes and and they're not going to get support until at least november yeah so <laughs> so let's see so, you know they won't have support for over a year. And the same with Link Joker, right? Because last time Link Joker support, got support was GBT-08, which was like October of last year or something yeah. like that. I, I remember going to um, whatever card store we were going to, and it was cold outside. That's all I remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so August 2016. That was the last time they got support. Yeah, and and you know, Link Joker as a set, you know, is going to have a similar issue. They're not going to have support at least by no November, and so they're not going to have had support for a year. Yeah, but you're still seeing chaos topping a lot. Yeah, and well, that just shows how powerful Link Joker cards are. Yeah, and how powerful the mechanic lock is. Like being able to say like this circle doesn't exist is is so much better than saying oh that thing can't restand. Yeah. 
because even if it can't restand, like it's still there. Yeah. Like it still has effects to activate. Maybe they can call over it if they really want to. They can hit us, you know. If people are playing stand triggers, they can hit, they can hit a stand trigger, and you know, unless you hit it with dark face or something. Yeah. But yeah, it's just there's a lot of problems with the rest mechanic that, um, that um Meghoni has. And the worst part is they get they draw the cards that they would need to benefit like after the after each turn. Yeah. So. I I still think it's funny that. Like, I remember, if, like, however many weeks ago you were saying that the reason Kadro was in a bad spot, uh, you know, until 11 support, we'll see how that plays out, but you were saying that uh, a card equaling a retire, or, like, you know, a Soul Blast or whatever equaling one retire is not as good as everything now where you're like, all right, I'm just going to counter blast and get a card where before it was two or three or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably the same deal with Mega Colony, where you're like, all right, I can get rid of this, but I can also call shit for free. So, yeah, what do I care? And well, it also doesn't help that the top decks like either just don't care about keeping the rear guards laying around, like um, Night Rose, and Gears can just time leap whatever you actually keep rested. So like, it's also a matchup thing. Like Gears Rose, if you have ba- those as bad matchups, like you should just not play the deck. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I still think they should give it a better soul engine so they can focus on that GB2 of Dark Faces because it's really funny. Um, I mean, they're going to deck out. They already have that problem. Yeah, that's true. But And it didn't help that their GB8 was trash. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Chaos got a finisher in that GB8, and then Messiah already kind of had several finishers in Amnesty, Exilus, etc. I, mean, I think Messiah's pretty bad, but whatever. I thought It's whatever. But like the, the point is they have finishers and Mega Colony does not and they need it the most and that like I, I I was at um when I was at Grand Fest I did a side event I played against a Mega Colony guy he went into his GB8 twice and still didn't kill me twice right. yeah it was ridiculous <laughs> I mean it, it assumes that your opponent has like a full field or something yeah which is just not reasonable <sighs> what a shame I, I, I really hope Magic Colony gets good soon with an I and a U, but Oof, I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure how that even happens. Like I'm not I don't know the kinds of cards. I I think they have to just have to change the mechanic of Magic Colony. It seems like they're already kind of heading that direction with this thing where they're negating like things you can do with your units instead of just standing them. Where you're like, Alright, you can't put effects on this, this can't intercept, blah 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 blah. Um or, like, they have that grade one where, while it's there, they can't intercept. So it, it doesn't even have to do anything. It's just there. And you're like, all right, that's not moving. But they they, they need more, like, lockdown. They need to have stuff. Or, like, Obturandus, where you can't call things. But that gives you, what, a turn to do things? They need pressure. Yeah. Like, the first stride pressure is so important in this day and age. And Mega Colony just doesn't even have the the clan structure to even have that. Like, you have to print cards, like, way outside of the norm for Mega Colony in order for them to have any kind of first-ride pressure. Or just pressure in general, because Link Joker at least has the, like, they do the grind thing well with Chaos, and then with Amnesty, it's basically just multi-attacking, because you're locking and unlocking your shit, but... I mean, the problem with uh, Messiah is you need a lot of pieces, and so you're pretty susceptible to getting rushed down and having to make inefficient guards. Yeah. And, And... and then uh, 
you don't have an early game really. So your opponent will just call triggers, attack you a bunch, and you'll ride freeze rate like three or four damage, and you you have to take another damage in order to get freeze rate effect off to save some cards, and you'll just die. Yeah. Oh well. So over time. Yep. I mean, if you hit a heal, if you hit, you know, if you like double heal, like you know, on your freeze rate attack, obviously it's very good. But I think in general, you're just gonna be playing from behind. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. GBT12 is going to be interesting. What would Murakumo need to get good? <laughs> Shadow Stitch play? abilities that matter, or just a new a new keyword? I mean, like, Sh- Shadow Stitch seems fine, but like, well, seems the fine. problem with Shadow like uh. so. There's a couple issues with Shadow Stitch. Is that if you want to them to take damage early, you need a Shadow Stitch that like you know makes them actually care. Like a lot of the Shadow Stitches are very passive, yeah. where it's just like I'm going to draw, put a card on bottom. Those are not relevant shadow stitches to Marcomo, really. Mm-hmm. Like, we need a shadow stitch that's like retire unit draw card. Like, it needs to be actually, like, threatening with shadow stitch abilities in order to make people actually care about the damage. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have, like, a weird combo with, like, dual weapon and something else where you were just comboing into more attacks? Well, yeah, but, I mean, it's it's a lot of CP, and it's it's, no. it's not super great. What was it's the... just a funny thing to do. It was a, with a Boro card. Okay, no, because I was, I was trying to explain it to Miles last week, and I couldn't remember what it was. It's a Boro card, man. The original uh, yeah. the original 6K grade one that Murakumo always played. So you would just... It's on-call clone something else, right? On-call clone arrear, yeah. Okay, so you would go, what, miss with dual weapon, sack it off, get a Boro card... Wait. Well, no, you you could just attack like you could just attack with the weapon unboosted. Yeah. And if they take it, fine. Like like attack with van. If they take it, fine. Whatever. If they don't, whatever. Attack with the weapon. If they take it, fine. And then if if they don't take it, then you have a play where you can sack the weapon to get an immortal card and attack again for eleven. So this is like particularly good on the play if your opponent rides a six k or uh, you know, it's fine if your opponent's on grade two. Yeah. But okay, it, it's just a it's just a thing to do early. It's not even super great. Mm. Uh, sure. There's also some people are playing. I know like, you could play like Midnight Crow or something, which is uh, on Vanarir when it's play when it's placed. Um, so when you ride or when it's, when it's placed on Vanarir, you can counter boss one clone from deck. It's an AK. But if you put you know you know you could put units behind it like a six K and kind of punish great ones. Yeah. So there's a, I mean there's a lot of stuff you could do there. Oh well. So, so just like better shadow stitch abilities. If you were to give it like a different keyword, what would you do? Hmm. See, that's where it gets dangerous because anything, any other keyword you try to give it, probably is a pro- going to be close to bloom. Hmm. Because you know this is a clan about cloning stuff, right? Yeah. But you don't want to make it a bloom thing. I guess so. I mean, they already kind of have, they have, you know, keywords that are close to each other. You have Brave and Oracle, even though they're in the opposite directions. You have, like, I don't know. Um, I mean, you could give them an on-place keyword that instead of, look, instead of checking for when other stuff is placed, uh, checks for when, uh, how many copies of uh, it you have. It's like, you could have a keyword where when, you know, X, X unit is placed on rear for each other copy you have of X unit of, you know, card name, uh, gain some effect. Hmm. That'd be good. Cause that, and then it would like stack in potency, not necessarily power. Or... Well, it also work if you like call over stuff for Tenma. Yeah. That'd be cool. Oh, dang. Okay. So, but like it, so it seems like a lot of bloom stuff is power where you're like, all right, you get plus two for each thing. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas if you did like something with skill, because it's like Murakumo is supposed to be all about finesse or whatever. So like if if you have this number of like you know one other copy, you get some kind of guard restrict. Two other copies, guard restrict like something else. It's like zero, then one, then two, something like that. Um, I I think those cards would be very wordy, but there might be a cleaner way to word it. Yeah. Hmm. So th- that's kind of one option they could take. Uh, but again, yeah, I think uh, they wanted to make it substantially different from uh, Neo Nectar, which was weird with the, uh, the, the with the first Yasui they ended up printing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I am annoyed that uh, Yasui and the original Big Belly didn't have the alt mile clause to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's because they hate certain clans. I know. I mean, th- they fixed that with both the new Yasui and Big Belly, where you can call from hand first, but or in Yasui's case, clone your vanguard. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I it, it it just seems like the whole concept of getting good is looking up question mark. But yeah. I think Bushiro is figuring out how to make cards. If, if that matters. <laughs> yes. I mean, th- th- they've been at it for five years and then some. I mean, yeah, they have to figure it out eventually, right? Yeah. Oh, well. I, 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 st- I still applaud them for Stillwater, so. But what's weird is they've already had kind of a, um, they already knew that this was, like, a proper way to do things. Because even in, like, Limit Break era and Legion era, they had an effect that, like, here's the Limit Break skill. Here's the not Limit Break skill. Here's the Legion skill. Here's the not Legion skill. And then in Stride Era, they were just like, eh, whatever, you'll always stride, right? Yeah. And it's just like, no. <laughs> not not even close. I don't know. Well, uh, fairly big announcement. Next week, uh, Nexus at Night is turning a year old. Oh my Yay. god, we've been doing this for a year? Jeez. We've been doing this shit for a year. Oh my god. I still don't have a real job, but I'm doing this. <laughs> happens. Um, it happens. Uh, well... We're going to do something hilarious and stupid and fun and stupid next week. If you have any suggestions, like, I don't know, questions you want us to answer or fucking shit you want us to talk about, please, uh, you know, come find us. You can find us on uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm Atlas Novak. Matt is actually, do you necessarily want to be PM'd or... No, don't find me on Facebook. Find me on Twitter. Okay, Twitter is at Wiggums, which, by the way, I had trouble spelling it. It's one G, one, or two Gs, one M, two Zs, right? That's correct. Um, is it two Zs? I oh, think it's boy. two Zs. Yeah, because I, I, I tried to tag you in a thing, and then it, it, it was, like, some dude in, like, North Carolina. I'm like, that's not it. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's two Zs. Yeah, I had to go back and fix it. Uh, at Atlas Novak on Twitter. Um and yeah, this is gonna be a fun next week. Uh, I hope so. I hope so too. Oh yeah. Also, uh, somebody uh, PM'd me on Facebook with uh, a suggestion for an episode. And while we didn't take it, I do, I do appreciate episode ideas because uh, sometimes we run out of shit to talk about. Like right now, for example. So um, we just talked about getting good. Yeah, talked about getting good. So, uh, please, we beg you, if you have episode ideas, run them by us. We might make fun of you, but we do take them into account. So, yeah, th- thank you for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll try and uh, 
be the best podcasters we can in the future. So until next time, I was Atlas. And I'm Matt. And have a good night, everyone. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder that, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.